Welcome! In the Lord of the Rings podcast, we wander the world of J.R.R. Tolkien by exploring the foundational epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoyed Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Magavanyan, fellow wanderers! What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Tolkien's simple opening line to his book, The Hobbit, wasn't merely the first sentence to a children's story of adventure, bravery, and dragons. This sentence is the first step in our own adventure of wandering Middle-earth. That unassuming yet provocative line opens to us a much wider world, to the epic struggle of good versus evil, and of light overcoming the shadow. Today, we'll examine the origins of Tolkien's first published work of fiction, The Hobbit. Let's wander. Today we know Tolkien as the master, the grandfather of high fantasy, with a variety of published fiction and non-fiction works, whose lasting influence has inspired generations of authors, illustrators, and movie makers, not to mention the profound impact on readers of all ages. But let's go back in time to 1937. In May, the Hindenburg blew up. In November, Japan and Germany would announce their alliance known as the Axis, and just two years later, the world would be ravaged by World War II. At the time, Tolkien was 45. All four of his children had been born. A few years earlier, he had contributed to the Oxford English Dictionary. Around this time, he was a professor at Oxford. While grading exams, he noticed a blank page in one of his students' examination books. For whatever reason, he put his pen to paper and wrote, quote, In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Little did he know of the adventure he had just embarked on. According to TolkienSociety.org, quote, in typical Tolkien fashion, he then decided he needed to find out what a hobbit was, what sort of a hole it lived in, why it lived in a hole, and etc. From this investigation grew a tale that he told to his younger children. By 1936, he had a draft. When completed, the manuscript found its way to Stanley Unwin, chairman of the publishing firm Allen & Unwin. What was the deciding factor for The Hobbit to be published? Unwin gave it to his 10-year-old son, Raynor, asking him to read it and then write a review. His son's take on the manuscript? 
Let me read it to you in full. Quote, Bilbo Baggins was a hobbit who lived in his hobbit hole and never went for adventures. At last, Gandalf the wizard and his dwarves persuaded him to go. He had a very exciting time, fighting goblins and wargs. At last, they got to the Lonely Mountain. Smog the dragon, who guards it, is killed, and after a terrific battle with the goblins, he returned home rich. So far, so good. It had the accurate summary of the whole book. Let's keep going. Quote, this book, with the help of maps, does not need any illustrations. It is good and should appeal to children between the ages of 5 and 9. That's it. That short review, written by a publisher's 10-year-old son, was enough for The Hobbit to be published. I, for one, am grateful for Rayner's review. Imagine if it hadn't been so positive. Would we have ever been able to wander Middle-earth? What a darker place literature would be without Tolkien's tales. The Hobbit was published in 1937 and has been on recommended reading lists for decades. The readers loved it and begged Tolkien for more stories about hobbits. But a major revision happened in the second edition. For the plot to work in The Lord of the Rings, some changes were made to the fifth chapter, Riddles in the Dark, where Bilbo finds the ring and banters with Gollum. In the original version, Gollum bets the ring on winning the riddle game. After Bilbo wins, he can't find it, and instead shows Bilbo the way out. What a courteous and kind golem that must have been. Changes were made to show that the One Ring was evil and had been corrupting Gollum for centuries. What a drastic character change that is for Gollum. But could you imagine a kinder, gentler Gollum? It simply doesn't fit. Now, let's examine the title. You're probably thinking, how much insight can be gained from a simple two-word title such as The Hobbit? The answer is, that's not the full title. The full title actually is The Hobbit or there and back again. If that's a surprise, I remind you of Bilbo's opening words as he is writing in his book at Bag End at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring movie. Quote, There and back again, a hobbit's tale by Bilbo Baggins. And there's a little insight in the first paragraph of the prologue in the Fellowship of the Ring book, where we learn that Bilbo's book was published at large to the world as The Hobbit, but Bilbo called it himself, quote, There and back again, since it told of his journey into the East, and his return. As far as titles go, this was a brilliant stroke by Tolkien. Again, imagine a world without the Lord of the Rings books or movies, and you had never heard of a hobbit. Suddenly, this book from an Oxford professor hits the shelves, and everybody seems to be talking about it. The hobbit? What is a hobbit? What a strange word. And where is there? Where did the hobbit travel to, and why is it important that he came back again? These sorts of questions are what I imagine were passing through people's minds. Not only was it a great marketing move, but it revealed Tolkien's approach to writing fiction. Tolkien played the part of omniscient narrator, but his writing philosophy was much more like recording true stories from characters who manifested themselves to him. I'm not saying that Tolkien was delusional by any means, hearing voices or seeing things, but rather, his approach to writing is to be the recorder of ancient events, events that are true in and of themselves, whether he was the author or not. That sort of separation, I think, is somewhat unique to Tolkien and is a major contributor to the lasting impact of his tales. They have a ring of truth to them because they feel like ancient history. Before we close out today, I have one more bit of history for you. In the beginnings of World War II, Tolkien was tagged to be a codebreaker, mostly because of his expertise in Germanic languages. Though trained, he was dismissed before he actually was able to do any codebreaking. But Tolkien's love of languages and his skill with linguistic puzzles is highlighted on page one of The Hobbit. We'll get to that right after this break. We're not done yet. 
If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Page one of The Hobbit has a title, but I actually don't know what it is. It's written in runes. Runes, Tolkien tells us on that page, quote, were old letters originally used for cutting or scratching on wood, stone, or metal, and so were thin and angular. Using ancient runes on page one gives credence to the first line of the page, quote, this is a story of long ago. And because it's a story of long ago, Tolkien felt the need to explain the origin of the word orc that he used in the story of the Hobbit. Quote, Orc is not an English word. It is actually the word that hobbits use to describe those creatures. But because this tale is a translation, sometimes the word goblin is also used. Hence, Orc and goblin are virtually synonymous, at least from this note on page 1 of The Hobbit. But returning to the runes, Tolkien explains how to use them. Here are his instructions. Quote, if the runes on Thor's map are compared with the transcriptions into modern letters, the alphabet, adapted to modern English, can be discovered, and the above runic title also read. I love a good puzzle. Now you, go figure it out. I forbid you to Google it. You must look at Thor's map and read Gandalf's translation in Chapter 1, and Elrond's translation of the Moon Runes in Chapter 3. Figure it out for yourself. Oh, and the chart of runes in the appendix to The Lord of the Rings won't help you either. You're on your own, with the text of The Hobbit as your guide. I actually just stopped writing this episode so I could go decipher the runes, and I was tempted to Google it halfway through, but I persisted and figured it out, and it was immensely satisfying. Next time, we will embark on an adventure as we break down the first chapter of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, or There and Back Again. Thanks for wandering Middle-earth with me today. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. 
It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.